to Wavemakers on WMNF, a weekly conversation with people making a difference in the Tampa Bay region. I'm Janet. And I'm Tom. And handling the board for us today is me right now. Answering the phones is photogenic John Dunn. If you want to join a conversation, you can give us a call at 813-239-9663. And John will get you through us. Or you can email us at dj at wmnf.org. Today's guests are two women who have been making waves in the Bay Area art scene for decades. Wendy Lee and Robin Odell are now co-directors of the Florida Museum of Photographic Arts, which is moving from its downtown location to 7th Avenue in Ybor City. Welcome, Wendy and Robin. Hello there. Happy to be here. So... Let's start at the very beginning. Very good place to start. Um, <laughs> we're not going to sing. We're not going to we? sing. Okay. But let's talk about the museum, uh, Florida Museum of Photographic Arts, where it's got its start, how long it's been around, um, humble beginnings in a similar location to WMNF in Hyde Park Village, along, or Hyde Park neighborhood, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. It started all the way back in 2001. So we're celebrating 22 years in the community. Um, and it did start actually in Hyde Park Village. Uh, three founders, Cynthia Flowers, Vincent Sorrentino, and Charles Levin, who is still um, actively, on, actively our on our board and helping us every day. So, um, uh, and then a the little bit of history. Um, then in about in 2006, we moved into a storefront in downtown Tampa. And mm-hmm. then in 2012, moved into the iconic Cube building right there um, on the park and as next to the beer can building uh, yeah the cube next to the beer can building or we might call it a few other things but yeah yeah. Um, and now we're and it had a successful run there right it it was doing well absolutely Um, yeah kind of a cornerstone actually I feel like of of that river arts district what they wanted to call it there where you had the Tampa Museum of Art was there and the Children's Museum and the Florida Museum of Photographic Arts. There was a, a nice synergy there. That is absolutely right. Yeah. And what were the, some of your uh, uh, bigger or more popular shows that you held there? That um, recall. Yeah, we've entertained some really amazing photographers over the years. I don't want to pick up the microphone, the Wendy, if you want to. Chip no, you in jump or whatever, in. But, I, you're the um, historian, Robin. <laughs> I'm the new kid on the block. Yeah. So, I mean, our museum does a really great job of of combining. Uh, famous photography, but also um, local photographers and that kind of thing, too. So over the years, some famous photographers that we've featured are like Bruce Davidson, who does these amazing uh, New York subway and the Brooklyn um, gang. Um, Paul Caponegro, who does these beautiful landscapes. Um, uh, Ruth Bernard, Vivian Mayer, um, all names. If uh, Jerry Yulesman, mm-hmm. a lot of people are familiar with Jerry Yulesman, yep, who yep. Um, just passed recently. And so, but now you're making a big move, or you're planning to, uh, from downtown to Ybor City. Why? Let's start with that question. Why the move? Well, I think uh, it's a, a, a the perfect time to be in Ybor City. It's a renaissance. The Crest Building is like um, just. 
jumping with activity. And just to be clear, that's where the museum is moving. That's exactly where the museum is moving. Yes, 1637th Avenue. Yeah. A lot of times when you talk about the Crest Building, people think you're talking about the building downtown, but this is a Crest Building on 7th Avenue Avenue. in Ybor City. Yes, and uh, across from the Italian Club, roughly, right? That same block, across the street, about a block away. Yeah, yeah. and we uh, we are already uh, have our office there, so we're going there on we're going there after we leave here, and so we're on the third floor in the office building, and then the second floor is uh, Tempest Projects and about. 15 other galleries gratis. Um, there's a, a micro cinema, Tampa Ballet, just parachute. I can't even name them all. They're vibrant. It's a hotbed of activity. There's activities on Thursday nights, Wednesday nights. It's like a gathering space for artists. It really is. It's so you awesome. You can't even imagine that it would be that awesome. Like you said, because it is, there's um, dancers. I think there's the ballet is yep, there. There's, ballet. like you said, the micro cinema. There are writers there. Every sort of discipline. Right, the French theater. There's, there's live the French theater. French theater is right next to us on the third floor. So yeah. that's the second floor. Then the third floor, there's actually another theater. So we have a cinema on the second floor and then a little live theater on the third floor. And then there's a yarn shop, yarn shop jewelry making. It's right. all now coming under the name of Crest Contemporary. And again, it's on Thursday nights. If you go there, that's when generally things are open and you'll find some activities and special events. Correct. Definitely Thursday, but there are other things. There was something, uh, Drip uh, Ebor opened on uh, Saturday, and so th- they had this, the whole street blocked off. So there's something all the time. I think it's going to only ramp up as, of course, when we get there and when everybody else is there, it's right. going to be, you know. And how did it come to be that you went to that space? We're considering that space. Do you know how it came to be well, that you ended up there in particular? Of, yes. One of our board members, Greg Morgan, uh, who, who kind of roped me into this and got me into uh, involved with uh, Florida Museum of Photographic Arts, uh, met with Daryl Shaw and they started talking and you know, lo and behold, we obtained this, you know, ground floor, perfect storefront facility, and we have a contractor working as quickly as possible. I know you want uh, a date, <laughs> no more than we, and it's coming very, very soon, but it's really exciting. And, and that was clarify, Wendy Lee talking. Yes. Yes. Wendy make sure, Lee, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Daryl yeah. Shaw is the owner of the Crest Building in about half of Ybor City now. Yeah, right. Correct. Yeah. And he's been so generous about... Um, not just providing space, but bringing in artists into the area. And it's really like the beginnings of this whole artistic renaissance. So the Crest Building has both galleries where you can see art and buy art. It also has actual studios where art is being made. And you can Correct. meet the artists and uh, that kind of thing. And, and so how, what kind of effect does this have, do you think, when everybody comes together under one roof? And is that one of the draws for the museum? I really think it is. And I also want to give a shout out to Daryl Shaw and Neil Gobioff for their art space project. Daryl just donated land in Ybor City for art space uh, Tampa. I don't know if I'm saying it right or not. I worked earlier on the core committee of that for the feasibility study. And so that is going to be even more amazing. And that whole the background of that is that artists then can live together form community together, have rehearsal space, have uh, a place to create. So that synergy is really not only in our building, but it's going to be all across the entire city. And Neil Gobioff is uh, one of the folks behind the Tampa Arts Alliance, along with Bill Carlson, the city 
Absolutely, correct. Yeah. Uh, a big Hall, supporter of the arts. Big supporter of the arts. Uh, also involved in the Crab Devil. Yes, yeah. and Tracy uh, Medulla and Devin Brady. It's just, it's been a real, it's been exciting seeing that synergy and just everybody's so, so supportive of each other. It's really wonderful. Right, which leads us to us, why we want to be, you know, part of that. We're excited to be part of that. And we're on the ground floor, so we kind of get to be the, like, greet us here and then we'll show you upstairs. Mm -hmm. So talk about that with the two of you being involved in uh, at the Museum of Photographic Arts, a photography museum, because you both come from different disciplines as opposed to photography. So tell us how that how that that works for you. What's your background, Robin? (laughs) We started in showbiz. Uh, (laughs) um, Yes. I was a professional actress for 15 years. I made my living acting for 15 years. Um, and then... In Tampa. I was based out of Tampa. Yeah. Um, I did film and TV and commercials. I had an agent in Miami and one in Orlando and one in Atlanta and one in North Carolina. And when anything came into the Southeast, then you auditioned for it. And, you know, it was... Um, yeah, it was... I was just really, really fortunate. I had so many people that I knew, you know, went to New York or went to... LA and waited tables and I like blissfully thank you never had to wait a table so um I was really fortunate and then I don't know I just I was like oh you know time to do something else um and so then I started at the ground floor um doing museum work ended up working at the Museum of Fine Arts for uh over a course of 15 years in St. Petersburg in St. Petersburg went back to school because, you know, my undergraduate was in theater um, and got a master's degree in photographic preservation and collections management um, and then went back and worked at the MFA again um, and becoming the curator of photography there. Left there about four years ago, um, started freelancing, worked part-time at the Florida Museum of Photographic Arts for about three years, left about a year ago to be totally freelance. curate an exhibit that's at the Tampa Museum right now for the Lieber Ratner Museum. I also write for The Artisan, which, which is an arts and culture magazine, a hard copy magazine in St. Petersburg mm-hmm. that uh, features arts in Pinellas County. And, uh, and then uh, Wendy calls me on the phone and says, <laughs> hey. What you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and here I am as co-director back at the Florida Museum of Photographic Arts and totally delighted to be here. So We love to hear how wave makers uh, get to the point where they've been making waves, so this is really interesting. So, Wendy, also, you also have a, a performing arts background. Correct. Tell us about that, because some of the thing, things that you have been involved in are, are, are pretty well known locally. Yes, I uh, I started off uh, as a high school drama teacher here in in Hillsborough County. Been in Hillsborough County forever, and uh, taught at Chamberlain for a year. Taught at Hillsborough High for five years. Go Big Red, Go Chiefs, or Go Chiefs, Go Big Red. And uh, then uh, eventually, I opened the uh, Loft Theater on Fifteenth and Fletcher, and um, st- and kind of made my way as a producer. And now I understand uh, I, it's called a placemaker. So then I learned how to make places and bring a, a, a lot of activity and, crea- and creativity and people and, and uh, audiences and, and press to the arts projects. So that is kind of the, um, my forte now, several years later from the, from the loft, I went on to the Performing Arts Center and 
worked with Judy Lisi and that whole team to open the Schimberg Playhouse from ground up. And then eventually came back and did, uh, had a brief t- time in between where I remember directing you in the pavilion at American Stage. All right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I know I've, I've directed Robin and we met at the loft. She acted in several plays at the, at the loft. But um, in between, I did freelance directing and producing and then went back with Judy uh, uh, and Fred Johnson had me come in to open the Patel Conservatory from ground up. So that was kind of the biggest place. Um, but it was under the, of course, the, uh, the, um, uh, the great loving arms of the Performing Arts Center and the resources of the Performing Arts Center. Yeah. So Tw- and, uh, 20 years at the Stras, right? Yeah, pretty much. 2025, 20, I've lost count. So, yeah. <laughs> it was a lifetime, a lifetime at the Stras. And, and how do you shift then from performing arts uh, to visual arts? Well, it's interesting because after that, I had a couple uh, hop, skip, and a jumps at a a few different organizations while I was trying to find my way as to what I really wanted to do when I grew up. And um, and, uh, I started doing interim work. I realized I was uh, able to go into organizations, small organizations that were in the middle of transition and help them out. So I did that for my own church, uh, Unity of Tampa, and uh, they have a fantastic uh, minister and executive director now, Nancy Mercurio and Jeffrey King. Greg Morgan, who uh, is on our board, was instrumental in uh, moving Unity of Tampa from South Tampa to their new campus in, in North Tampa on uh, Habana and Sly. And then I helped the Life Enrichment Center as their acting executive director. So uh, when uh, Greg was, uh, when the Florida Museum of Photographic Arts was in transition, I was like, started helping him and I was like, just, you know, let, let me give you some advice. And then one thing led to the another and here I am. And so basically for me, it's just, um, creating a place is exciting and the system is the same. It's that the content is different, but the architecture is different, but the actual structure is the same. You do the same thing. You, you want to get, um, a lot of people excited. You want to hire the the absolute best experts, which is Robin. She knows the con. She's amazing. She's got twenty years experience in in photography. So you know, how can I go wrong, right? right. And uh, gr- you, get man. their dream team around, and and you surround yourself with amazing talent, and then you. It's a joy to share that with the world, and everybody then flocks to your place. So come one, come all. Well, as we were saying before, you have that that great synergy there in that location where there are so many people who are um, making art and being creative and establishing um, uh, placemaking um, there all together, which is making Ybor City uh, so interesting uh, more so than it's ever been, I think. So uh, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Wavemakers and WMNF, and our guests are Robin O'Dell and Wendy Lee of the Florida Museum of Photographic Arts. If you want to join our conversation, you can call us at 813-239-9663 um, or send us an email at dj at wmnf. Dot O-R-G. And we want to hear from you. Have you been to Ybor City recently? Have you seen um, any transformation there? Been to the Crest Building or any of the other arts venues down there? What do you think? What was it like back in the day? What are you seeing now? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Um, and, and that raises a good point. Uh, you guys have been around long enough to uh, have been around Ebor mm-hmm. back in the days. So the people she used more, to live so. there. I lived in a storefront in Ebor in the early nineties, uh, and so uh, shared a bathroom scene, in the back. The art scene then different from the art scene now. Give us a 
a little uh, uh, history on on that uh, subject because, you know, I guess in the what late seventies and eighties uh, artists started moving. It was into, the art scene. Uh, yeah. It, well, into, well, the rent was low. And, rent was uh, crazy low. I yeah. paid a hundred and ninety five dollars to live like yeah in a big storefront. You know, um, it was very. Sp- Bars, because, you know, it was considered a dangerous area at the time in some ways. And so, yeah, artists just kind of lived everywhere and, mm-hmm. you know, all in just like crazy areas up above all the storefronts. And um, and so it is different now. But I will say I had this feeling the other night when I was at the Crest Contemporary and, and the, the, the energy mm-hmm. and the cutting edge art. That is kind of difficult if you don't have that support to be able to share that with people, you know, like so much you you often just see the art that people want to buy or that's really popular. And I was just walking through those galleries and I was like, this is the energy just felt kind of like old Ebor, where people are experimenting yep. and the, <laughs> and really young people just hanging out. And I was. Well, the space is kind of like a labyrinth too. Yeah. It's like so IKEA. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah. You, that that also, I felt like that was like oldie board too. Right. The you don't know what you're gonna see no. when you go around the corner. Exactly. Yeah. The haunted house meets IKEA only in all white. <laughs> that sounds terrible. It's exciting. It's exciting. And there are no meatballs at the end. No. So. Well, not yeah. yet. Hmm. Yeah. And I do want to mention but sometimes too, there's cheese and wine at the beginning. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> it almost. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, that's that didn't used to be back in the day. I don't think. Yeah. We're lucky if you know you had a bottle of hooch. Um, There's a I, restaurant that's going to open, a steak restaurant. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. But I also want to in wanna, the building, in the base of the building. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I want to mention uh, a part of the Florida Museum of Photographic Arts is we have a community gallery. We um, and that will and does just focus on artists that are here in our community. We uh, do a lot of outreach programs. We have uh, outreach programs going on all this summer. Um, through to seniors and children and we have like a new parks and rec where we're teaching classes in recreation centers in the community mm-hmm. and those end up coming into a um, a lovely little exhibition at the museum but then we also feature local artists like recently Suzanne Williamson mm-hmm. and we have done Suzanne Camp Crosby and Scott Bolins um, so it's not just big fancy names that come from all over the country it's um, also local people. Well, let's talk about the new space. So what is it? Is it going to be bigger than what you had before? Is it, are you going to be able to offer, have different offerings? What do, what do, what's it going to look like? Do you have any? Well, I don't know if it's, if, I think it's smaller. It actually, square feet is smaller. Yeah, but it, it's um, going to be one side is going to be the museum proper. And then the other side is going to be the community gallery. Is that correct? It's all She's, a museum. Well, you, it's well, all yeah. a museum. You, tell the, t- educate people as you had to do with me, the difference between a museum and a gallery. I think that was pretty fascinating for me to understand. Um, Well, I mean, I guess the bottom line is, you know, a museum is a not-for-profit that's there to to serve the community, right? And to educate the community and to bring the community together. A gallery by nature is not-for-profit. It's there to sell art. And it's also exposing the community to these artists and whatever, but the ultimate goal is it's like a store of art. Whereas a museum, it's there um, as part of the community and to share art. Although they won't let you out unless you go through the museum store. Exit to the gift shop. Exit to the gift shop. Yeah, well, you know, we, somebody, you got to make, you got to 
you got to pay the artists and you got to pay the staff and you got to pay. And you know a little bit more specifics about the size, do you? 3,000 square feet. There we go. Um, and so we have a beautiful lobby right on 7th Avenue. And then we have a large, what we call the academic gallery, where the big exhibitions will be coming in. Mm -hmm. And then, yes, next to that is the community gallery, which can be divided in different ways and can feature one artist or a couple of different artists. So, you know, there'll always be a lot of interesting things coming and going. And so you have a permanent collection and then you have uh, uh, visiting shows, visiting artists. How, tell us how what's in your permanent collection. So we do have a permanent collection of over 3,500 pieces, but we don't permanently exhibit the permanent collection. We curate things out of that permanent collection that our Bruce Davidson was out of that. We have an upcoming Joel Meyerson photograph uh, exhibition that's going to be really amazing, which will come from our permanent collection, but for the most part, the exhibitions um, either, you know, you either form them or they come from, uh, a lot of times just from a single artist, mm -hmm. but somewhere else in the country. And so now we've been hearing Meyerwitz, so, so much about... Meyerwitz, sorry. That, that's okay. About, you know, AI and all sorts of things. What, what's going on with photography now? What is the latest trend among photographers uh, are well, they using artificial intelligence to create images? Absolutely. Um, it's funny because poor Wendy got this question asked the other morning. She was doing Cafe Contempa and somebody asked her, like, is photography art? <laughs> <laughs> um, and Age-old question. Yes. But I thought that was answered uh, Old, decades yeah, ago. Yeah, a really long time ago. <laughs> but she just got asked the question, so people still think about it, right? Yeah. So What do I know? So um, my kind of pat answer is that photography is a tool. The same as somebody uses a pencil or, or a paintbrush, you know, you can draw something and that doesn't necessarily mean it's art, mm -hmm. right? It's a, it's a tool that an artist uses for their vision mm -hmm. and to make a vision of, of whatever that vision is. So, I mean, in my opinion, like uh, sometimes if you're writing something and you might want to, you go and you do research and you see what somebody else wrote and then you have those things in your brain and then you kind of spit them out in your own way, right? So in my opinion, like... AI could be a tool that an artist uses as long as it's a tool and not just the total outcome, I guess, is my opinion. That's just my opinion. Um, let's take a break and uh, do a little station promotion. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hi, this is Duncan Strauss, host of Talking Animals, now airing at 11 a.m. on Wednesdays. The time slot is new, but Talking Animals is in its 19th year and remains a show about animals and animal issues, chiefly revolving around a long-form interview with an important figure in the animal world. Guests have ranged from Jane Goodall to Amy Lou Harris to Triumph the Insult Comic Dog. The program also features music, comedy, news, and a quick quiz, Name That Animal too. That's Talking Animals every Wednesday at 11 a.m. on WMNF. Um, that's a great show. Yep. Uh, 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 talking animals, and if you have not donated yet to WMNF's uh, summer fun drive, it's not too late to do so. You can go to WMNF.org and hit the tip jar, and you should do that if you like this show or the Tuesday Cafe or Democracy Now or any of the music shows on WMNF. Um, 
Governor Ron DeSantis vetoed $6.5 million in funding for public broadcasting in the state of Florida this year, um, and that included $500,000 for WMNF that we were going to use for a new generator and some other infrastructure. So we need your help more than ever, um, and if you have not donated, again, go to WMNF.org and make a donation. Um, we are here today with Robin O'Dell and Wendy Lee of the Florida Museum of Photographic Arts, uh, which is moving, relocating from their space in downtown Tampa to Ybor City and to uh, the Crest Building, which is a, has turned into a really interesting, diverse, dynamic art space in, in Ybor City. Uh, and before the break, um, you mentioned that Wendy had just spoken to Cafe Con Tampa. Uh, I'm a member of the board of Cafe Contempt, in full disclosure, but uh, interesting <laughs> talk you made, uh, kind of provocative title of uh, why people shouldn't support the arts. Uh, so tell us what you really mean with that. Yeah, title. so <clears throat> I, I said why people should stop supporting the arts. And if you were not watching, I'm doing air quotes, air around, quotes the one, right. uh, around the word supporting. And when I began the talk, I said, you know, and told my daughter about it. She's like, Mom, that's clickbait. I'm like, well, yeah, it is. <laughs> and But that's how you get people to come to your shows, come to your places. You mm -hmm. provoke them and you get them interested. So um, uh, that's one thing that the arts have in common that I will say between either photography or visual art, what, whatever. You need somebody to see it. An artist creates art to be shared, even though it... Um, if it's a solo artist, it, it can be very, very personal. The process, uh, ultimately, it's meant to be shared. And, and it should provoke, right? It should be Not necessarily. No. I, 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 you know, I well, think that's awesome. Something. something. It could provoke, uh, you know, uh, it a, could be joy, an emotion, yeah. or a it thought. Resonate. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. should resonate. Yeah, it shouldn't just pass through you, basically. But, you know, I, I don't like to also put labels on how people should feel or what the art, um, the, the outcome of the art should be. You know, of course, I always loved coming from showbiz, uh, you know, people either weeping or a standing ovation and, and <laughs> people, you know, uh, having their lives changed. So that was always my goal. But that's not every artist's goal. But uh, going back to your, your question, what I was um, starting to get frustrated with or what uh, kind of irks me a little bit is when uh, it, it's uh, kind of framed as a way of like, please, please, please support us. Like we're these poor, you know, pathetic, you know, creatures that need nurturing when we're really um, making bold choices and we are really the arts. I mean, this is an art form, radio. Mm -hmm. The arts are our lifeblood. And I think about it, especially during um, COVID, in particular, you know, everybody was on Netflix and Hulu and listening to music and watching movies and, and reading. And, and, and it was a, a time when, when I don't think we would have been able to survive without some kind of art form, something to visually stimulate us, something that we would listen to, something that we all shared uh, together. So it, you, you, and if you think about it, even in your homes, look around this place. I took a picture of the wall. There's art everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, think well, about art is in a way what, uh, what makes us part of what makes us human. Yeah, you know, in terms of appreciating it and and expressing ourselves through it. And people like being around art, even if they not necessarily you know know a lot about what they're looking at. Uh, uh, my son is the co-owner of a an art gallery in Miami, and they have a lot of events there. Uh, because uh, people 
like the atmosphere, mm-hmm. right? Right. Uh, right. And, and and so uh, maybe you're not necessarily a collector, but you like being around the art. Is that what you mean by don't support the art? Well, no. And then going back to that, because yeah. I'm so long winded. Always, I go on. At the point of eventually gets there. Um, what I meant by not supporting is that to reframe the way we think of art and uh, take out the word support and say invest and think about the arts as an investment in Mm -hmm. the quality of life and that if we did not have that, if we didn't invest in that part of our life, our lives would be very, very empty. I mean, if you even walked through your house and took everything off the walls, turned off all of your music, took away all your your books, television, took away your books and everything... It would be stark. Mm-hmm. And so it re- really is uh, something that we take for granted. In addition, it really makes a difference in the fabric of the community as well. So it um, not only uh, does it enrich the person's life, but I guarantee when we, we open or that steak restaurant opens, our people and the people that are going to Tempest Projects and to the cinema are all going to either have dinner before there or... Um, Drinks afterwards, which mm-hmm. it leads to, and one of this is one of your points too, is that art is an economic driver. Yeah, and a lot of times people don't give enough credit to that, including our you know county governments and whatnot. Mm-hmm. That you know investing, they'll give giant tax breaks to some business that comes in and says they're going to hire forty people, and the arts have hundreds of thousands of people, and, and you know, a very small budget goes to the art. So, well, Of course, Daryl Shaw is a businessman. He's a developer. He's out to make money, yet he's also, quote, supporting the He's arts. investing in the arts because he's, he's smart. Right. Because he sees that this will be uh, right. advantageous to his development. Right? And it will make his properties worth more because it's going to be an interesting, beautiful, amazing place. And of course, he's also a developer, and I'm picking up a little bit of uh, pushback from folks in Ybor City who kind of like it the way it is. Right. It's gritty and dirty, and they don't mm-hmm. trust developers. Uh, uh, but uh, in your experience with uh, Daryl Shaw, that he doesn't, he doesn't fit into that category? He does seem this is like a real genuine thing? It, I believe it's a real genuine thing. It's, you know, we're genuine, so here we are. Um, I, I want, well, he's to, bringing in good people, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I want to go back yeah. to the investment and what Robin is saying is way back when I opened the loft, okay, on 15th and Fletcher in Suitcase City, mm-hmm. two, two days before the Performing Arts Center opened, around back and upstairs in this little strip shopping center event where the rent was cheap right I, yeah it was 400 bucks a, a, a month and that was all inclusive electricity <laughs> air i don't know what what he was thinking but um i think he thought it, he, he was dealing with a dumb blonde i'm neither <laughs> dumb nor blonde um so uh, anyway back in, in that time uh, we had lee's food store we had wooden nickel. Everybody remembers mm-hmm. that here. And there was a, a florist, Restaurante Francesco. And a brass top, oh, yeah. right? Brass, uh, brass, it, brass, brass mug. Brass, brass mug. mug. There was a, a, a Chinese restaurant. I'm trying to think of, is it Moray's? Was it Oh, Persia? yeah, Moray's. I love oh, that my place. Gosh. We went there all the time. Frankie from Restaurante Francesco used to bring people up. He brought Alan Arkin up once. Edward Scissorhand um, uh, filmed there, and, and they would eat... Um, of their meals there, and then he would bring them up to show them the loft. But we put in so much business for into that little shopping center. I know that just the little tiny engine that could, the loft, really made a difference on that corner. I bought, you know, I had flowers for every opening night. 
supported that florist on an ongoing basis. We ate there all the time. So it really magnified that by what the Performing Arts Center does when they bring in you know, yeah. a, you know a, a big Broadway show and all of those people have to eat. They all have to stay in hotels. They all have to rent cars. It's huge. It's a huge impact on the, on the city. And now, Robin, you spent years at the uh, Museum of Fine Arts in St. Pete, and, and so the, I've, I've often found it interesting, the difference between Tampa and St. Pete. St. Pete's very focused on one area, but they, to your point, Wendy, about placemaking, They've kind of created a real art place in St. Pete, right? Uh, You're speaking about St. Pete in general, not just the MFA. Yeah, not just the MFA. MFA um, was part of that, but... Absolutely, um, because the Museum of Fine Arts was kind of the beginning of that, right? It started Mm -hmm. in the 60s, and um, and then uh, uh, the Morian Art Center also, because, you know, in the the very beginning, the the art center and the museum kind of um, were the genesis of all that but um yes I and mean, then the dali museum of course the dali museum i mean now, now we have like so many you know, right. it's like museum yeah. city the imagine mm-hmm. museum and the james museum and, and the, the chihuly the, and everything so i mean it's i feel like we're getting tampa's also has its own evolving art scene and community like yeah. that in ebor i think and then also all connected with Water Street is an interesting place. I don't know if you guys have been down there much, but it's going to be connected to Ybor by the Daryl Shaw property. It's going to be a really interesting place to be, and it's so funny to think back on it when you were living in a storefront, Robin, paying $195 a month to live there, that you'd be back now in a storefront with the Florida Museum of Photographic Arts and part of this huge um, renaissance and not even a renaissance, just a reinvention of Ybor right. City. Yeah, it's right. really exciting. Well, it's, it's also interesting because, it, you know, it, it doesn't just happen, right? Although some of it was organic in St. Pete, but it, it took a group of people to, to get together and say, we need to do this, right? Well, in some ways, but, you know, it's, it's, it's baby steps, but there was in the downturn in 2000, 2008, 2000, sorry, 2007, 2008, there was a, a whole block of St. Petersburg, the 600 block that was going to be torn down and made into a high rise. And then the, the market crashed and um, they talked the developer into letting artists come into these shops at super low prices. And, and that really was a big part of the renaissance of in St. Pete artists. because Saving the 600 block. Saving the 600 yeah. block. And uh-huh. then you started, like, these artists, you know, it, it started coming together and started, and then they're like, oh, well, if there's this community, oh, well, we'll go into this building. And that, to me, was kind of one of the big genesis of the And, and it wasn't necessarily it. done with government funding either. Not I mean, at all. Not at not all. Not at all. It was maybe well, that's the, my point is that the government yeah. needs to pony up a little bit more. (laughs) Well, speaking of that, um, we've got a a text message from someone who says, um, remember Hillsborough County gave Bass Pro Shop $6 million to build their store in West Brandon, Tampa, but they don't invest in the arts like that. I found that astounding. It's insane. And that's Joe in Dover, Florida. And then we also have an email who wants us to say who our guests are and where the where the gallery is. It's the museum, but um, we've got Wendy Lee and Robin O'Dell. They're the co-directors of the Florida Museum of Photographic Arts. And the gallery or the museum is on 7th Avenue. What is the address? 1630. 1630. But it's under construction now and will open 
Very soon. Very soon. Yes. And then Stand by. Maybe go to our website now. Go to Summer. A- and you can also go to the airport. There's a, you're in the, gal- actually at the airport. Good there's- job. <laughs> we were just there last yeah. week. It's a really impressive. An inc- really incredible show. And appropriately at Tampa International Airport, international artists and um, a, a, a category on air travel, which is interesting. So there are three really cool photos of planes or of air travel. Um, and, you know, you can it's an hour free to park at the airport and you can go check out that big flamingo and then go look at that awesome art on the second floor. It's pretty floor. amazing. And yeah. how many, there were tw- yeah. than, So we've than- been doing, it's our international photo competition. We've been doing it for 12 years. Um, this year, we had 2,349 entries from 57 different countries. And then there are um, eight different categories. And we choose, we have jurors, also 10 jurors from all over the world. And then we choose three winners in each category. And those winners we print and frame and put on the wall for everybody to see. And this year, wonderful, the Tampa International Airport partnered with us to. Um, put these photographs up on the second floor so that everybody can see them. They'll be there through the middle of August. So. Okay, great. And of all yeah. the artists from all around the world, the winner was from? Yeah, it's a great From story. Riverview. From Riverview. Riverview. Yes. Yeah. But born in, a, in, in Estonia. Estonia. I mean, it's just... And the photographs from South Africa. Right. So Very international. International yeah. photo competition. Yeah, exactly. And it's really exciting because the airport... Um, uh, has 60,000 visitors a day go by it. So it's a really great opportunity mm-hmm. for us to, to expand our reach. Mm-hmm. And it worked out perfectly be, as we were in between buildings too. So. And if you're going there, it's on the second floor. Um, right around the ticket counter, the Alaska Air Ticket, ca- ticket right. Counter. That's happen to know so. that. And, and near the USO, if you're familiar with the USO uh, offices. So we, well, in, during the period of time while you guys are closed, you'll be doing more in while you're under construction, more in the community? Yes, and we have a, a show at UT that's uh, kind of not really ours, but they're using our collection. Is that correct, Robin? Um, we are loaning a few photographs, a handful of photographs, to a wonderful woman's uh, photography exhibition that's mm-hmm. going to be at the University of Tampa. Um, and it's going to be up for like a year, so you'll have plenty of time yeah. to see that. But it's also featuring some wonderful local woman photographers, including our very own Simone Leal, who works with us, is going to be in the exhibition too. So. That sounds awesome. So we can give you more on that. So um, And then you know, very soon, uh, as I said, if you follow our Facebook page and our Instagram and our website, you will get the exciting news of our our, our pop-up preview surprise. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a preview party. Yes, we are. And then there'll be the uh, soft opening and then there'll be the actual grand opening. So it's going to be, you know, a cascading cacophony of excitement. Oh, excellent. Okay. Now, uh, we mentioned briefly uh, a proposal, not a proposal, a project that was announced last week at the Crest Building during a press conference uh, called Art Space. I don't know how familiar you are with you, but it sounds like a pretty interesting but ambitious project. Correct. It involves a brand new building, right? Right. On space, on on land donated by Daryl Shaw. I think there's a strip club there now, so this will definitely be an upgrade. Um, so that's according to who you are. No, it's a good strip. According to who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's performing arts. Yeah, I I had a show with strippers in it once, so but that's another story. (laughs) 
Maybe we That's should talk about that. Yeah. You had putty, pu- like pudding wrestling too. If yeah, I, I did pudding wrestling. Yes. So yeah, I mean, I've done, I've done, done a lot. So what kind of impact do you think that project could have on pudding wrestling? Pudding. Yes. Uh, no. Well, back to art space. No, it goes back to what we That's were talking uh, talking about when I lived there, and 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 artists were, you know, living in these inexpensive places. Mm-hmm. The problem ha- is, you know, where are they living now? Because it's so expensive to live pretty much anywhere. And so the idea is that there's going to be these live workspaces, that the, the places will be big enough that you can not just live there, but also have a, a space, your own um, workshop or whatever, that you can make your work there. And there will be galleries and there will be other things, but all at an affordable price that an artist then can actually, you know, not have to work three jobs to be able to and try to make their art frantically in the middle of the night, Mm -hmm. that they'll be able to make a living as an artist because they're not spending their entire wad of cash just to try and live someplace. Right. And uh, that, uh, again, is a project of the Fairly new Tampa Arts Alliance. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. It sounds like they're starting to make some waves. We had their executive director, Michelle Smith, on several months ago where we were talking about what's going on in Ebor. It does <clears> seem yeah. like there's a lot going on. Yeah. So it, it's a, it, it is uh, hard work to be an artist. I will not say that um, that's not true, but um, you just need to learn how to um hustle really and just keep keep going and and every once in a while do something that is either like the cash cow or art for bucks is what i would call it so just to kind of be um resourceful enough to uh to know that you can come up with art to fund your art also well and of course a lot of artists have day jobs right well yeah and they're creating this art in their spare time which i find very impressive yeah it's i guess if you're an artist you just can't help it you have to create the art you do you You do what do you what would you say to people who care about supporting the arts in quotes um the, the average person what what do they do if they should they do if they care about the arts and want to make sure that it stays alive in the community? Go, so, you know, go see it, celebrate it, um, uh, throw your money at the arts. You know, right. enjoy it and and factor that into your budget as a part of your mm-hmm. life, and not and and do it with joy, and and have pick something that uh, resonates with you. And that will be an ongoing part of your life. I think that's part of it. Right. I mean, you talk about it at the radio station, right? All the time is like M&F is such a part of your life. Like you, that you the same as when you're, you know, subscribing mm-hmm. to Netflix or whatever. You need to put the money where, you know, you get right. your thing. And the same thing, same thing for museums, the thing, same thing for whatever. People spend thousands of dollars to go to a concert, but, you know spend you know shoot a couple thousand dollars to your favorite museum yeah or right. or a couple hundred or a hundred yeah, yeah. Sometimes yeah. right, right. You can yeah. Get in. volunteer or do something just and tell right. people about and it and you may not be able to see a broadway play but you can see local theater right you can buy broadway if you're resourceful again you know, my daughter has uh lives in new york now she enters every hamilton lottery <laughs> across the united states <laughs> and knows that she will get a ticket for like ten dollars and then she could fly there and the same with you know whatever it is you just need to be um if it if it matters you will make it happen if there's a concert that people out there want to see i guarantee they're going to go see it well i I don't know funding for it 
Well, you mentioned funding, so let's talk about that a little bit more. I mean, was there a time, because you guys have been around for a while, where there was more local government funding for the arts? Has that been uh, neglected? Uh, or or what, is this a community that just never spent a lot of tax money on the arts? That's a tough question. I, don't, I honestly don't know the answer to that because that's not something I wasn't well, involved we, we had, with. But I've I, seen I, it come and go. I've I mean, seen the it. Performing Arts Center obviously is Yeah, there were there were years when, when there were, were big cuts and it, it, it affected it, it affected the budget. And um, and it was hard. And there were times, that, you know, in, in 2008 when there were layoffs and there were times when, you know, you know, the, the executive team had to make um, tough decisions. But, um, you know, I think overall the 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 attendance and the supporters the art kept going the yeah. art kept going yeah i john dunn reminds me that uh, our friend paul wilborn was the art czar under mayor uh, our Pamela friend Mario too friend. yeah yeah we he did the first paul. show ever at the loft uh paul wilborn and the pop tarts my opening at loft, night really? at the loft theater and i had um no uh, when i opened i had one breaker in the fuse box three fluorescent lights and no chairs and his show was a byoc bring your own chair and leave it <laughs> and, and leave that's it. how i got my chairs <laughs> so great. i've always been resourceful in that way and had but had brilliant amazing artists like paul wilborn and the pop tarts so that pe- pe- people wanted to Come see that and be well, a part of well, it. Back then, we also had you know about five different daily newspapers in the Bay Area, and we had, of course, Creative yeah. Loafing, which and we had an art section. We had the newspaper. Porter Anderson yeah. supported John Fleming, and I mean, it was I was had, really they blessed. Had full-time right. uh, yeah. art critics, right? Yes, I mean Maggie did. Duffy at the Tampa Bay Times is amazing, and she does an amazing job. But you can, I mean, how much can one person? One cover? person. Right. Yeah. And do you, so I was wondering, is it a challenge now to find uh, an outlet for this information so you can inform the public and your potential? Well, not when you have Leslie Farrell on, in your, <laughs> on your team. <laughs> Yay, Yay, Leslie! Leslie. <laughs> Farrell Communications. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's, it's always difficult. But again, if you have a, a story to tell and, and you tell it with enthusiasm and you've got a great product, I think... That really, really makes a difference. Well, and what we have now, which we didn't have back then, is the internet, right? Right. I right. mean, mm-hmm. the back the yeah. only reason I'm really on Facebook is to see what things are going on and right. to see what my friends right. are doing, right? Yeah. So, I mean, the, if anything, sometimes it's a little diffused because there's so many different places where right. you go to try and find out what's going on in the community. And it's like, uh, how do you... If you're the one trying to promote your thing, how many different places can you promote it? Right. Well, that's and one of the things that's cool, though, about the space that you're in is because you can sort of, you're getting to the, I feel, it seems to me it's getting to the point where you can count on going there on a certain night and there's activity there and there's going to be something cool going on. Right. Absolutely. And you'll I think see the people. Thir- and Thursdays is the big thing. Yeah. yeah. But if you do want to support, um, say, WMNF, and our mission to inform the public, mm-hmm. please go to WMNF.org, hit the tip jar. Uh, we fell short of our goal here at Wavemakers, and we appreciated all the donations that we got. Uh, but if you can see your way to uh, help us with that generator, the station mm. was hoping we would get with state funding. That's another issue we've been talking about, government support for the arts. But... Uh, if you all are out there and you can see your way to it, please go to WMNF.org and hit the tip jar. Yep. 
Yep. <laughs> <laughs> do that. Yes. Do that. Yeah, hit do the that. tip jar. What he said. Everyone hit the tip jar. <laughs> um, and how can people learn more about the Florida Museum of Photographic Arts? They can go to uh, FAMOPA.org. Mm-hmm. Right. FMOPA.org. Y'all say that like FAMOPA. I know. I that's, know. Why I, that's why I spelled it. I Florida know. Museum of Photographic Arts. So FMOPA.org. And so many acronyms. I'm and learning. on and Facebook and you guys are on social media. That's another place Absolutely. to do it. Absolutely. Yes. Twitter, yes. the whole, yeah. And then everyone should share it and, you know... Um, so that that's part of it is uh, is spreading the word and attending and and enjoying it and and keeping art vibrant and forefront mm-hmm. in your life. And how is it with you guys working together, the two of you? Is this it's the a first love time fest. you've worked together. <laughs> Yeah, the first time you worked together. No, yeah. remember she said she, oh, well, she directed you. Uh, she directed yeah. me, and I did shows at the Loft back in the day. But is she still trying to direct you, Rose? Yes, 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 of course, yes. <laughs> of course um, I am. Uh, uh, no, it's wonderful. It's really great, and we, you know, it's like we make the dream team because uh, my strengths are kind of her weaknesses, and her weaknesses are my strengths. So mm-hmm. um, it's a it's a good. Symbiosis. I brought water. She brought notes. Okay, so that's there we go. It works perfectly. And what kind of response are you getting from the community with you being out and you're getting out and about? And there, what what are you hearing from the community? Total excitement. They're thrilled. Uh, they're thrilled about us. They're thrilled about the team. Right. And excited to see it happen. And it, it's it's fun. I'm you know I'm getting a lot of support from my friends and colleagues, and you know everyone's excited to see Robin and I working together. And right. it's great bringing getting the band back together, Leslie and and Vicky McCarthy, and then meeting new people, Simone and and Sarah and Lucas. Who am I forgetting? We have the, just like the most amazing staff. We really. And uh, um, I think is it as Alexis is the chairman of the board, yes, who he is. is the um, the uh, editor of mm-hmm. the Tampa Bay Business Journal. Alexis and Mjolnir, yes. Also, Alexis Mjolnir, and he's also an, a photographer, amateur photographer, I believe. So he's he's a believer, and he he's takes very beautiful photos. Yes, very yes. Uh, enthusiastic about about the the museum. And then Charles Levin, of course, has been there from the very beginning. Yes, and Absolutely. he's they're they're all very very active, very supportive, and it's it's very. Um, uh, inspiring to have uh, joined hands with uh, all of the people that are making this engine move forward. And this is the, it, it's the only it, it, museum devoted to photography in the, what, the There's s- about seven in the whole country right seven now. Seven in the country. There was okay. another one in Florida. There's the Southeast Museum of Photography oh. that is connected to the college there. Okay. Um, so what, that one's in, um, okay. In Daytona. In Daytona. So there's one other in Florida and only seven in the country. Right. I mean, it's, you know, it's a little slippery slope, like what do you call a museum? Um, um, but yes, there's about, uh, I think, a total of seven. Um, it's, uh, it's a privilege to be able to... Uh, be able to offer what we offer as far as um, if you're a, a, a budding photography artist, mm-hmm. um, oftentimes they are ignored in some of the bigger museums or whatever. And so that's why we're able to go like, oh, come, we want to show your art and we get um, single artists and amazing art from all over the country because people are just um delighted to be able to um, show their work and and then everybody in the community to be able to see their work of photographic artists. Mm-hmm. And if uh, if you are a photographer who thinks uh, that your work is uh, up to a museum quality standards, how can they uh, reach out to you? 
Well, the best thing to do... Is become a member. Is to become a member. And then you're in part of the family. You're not only part of the family, but every year we have a member show where um, if you're a member, you get to put your uh, your photos into the exhibit that everybody then sees when they come to the museum. But even more than that, then we and everybody else sees that work and becomes mm-hmm. familiar with that work. And anybody, any artist knows, right? The more the more that people see your work, um, the the further your career is going to go. What forward, are the membership so. levels? We have, oh, <laughs> we just, we just did new um, membership levels. Six, six, are we allowed to say that? $60. No, is, no, we can't say uh, it. Yeah, we don't have to talk about money. Okay, okay. Oh. <laughs> well, go to, go to the website. Go to the website. org. Go to the website. We can't remember. Yeah, you'll see. Uh, you can see the different levels. But yes, yeah. you can become a member for a very small amount yeah, of money. That was what I was getting and, at. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. and, <laughs> and not only that, if you are a student or a educator or in the military, we give a discount as well. So. Now, yes. are you in the schools as well? Because it seems like one way to get more people uh, in love with art is to uh, uh, educate them early. And, we and will be. If we are. Um, so we, ha- we absolutely village. have been. Literacy through photography has been part of our um, drive since the very beginning when we first became a museum. Um, in addition to the things, the outreaches that we do in the summer as well, we have several other ongoing and um, potential uh, yeah. things that are coming up. So um, not usually in the classroom. Usually it's more like we bring them to us, but... Um, Anything's possible in the future. With my background in education and and the conservatory, you can guarantee we're going to be in the schools in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. It's important for kids to appreciate art at an early age because if they can grow up with it, once they become adults, it'll be natural for them to invest in the arts, right? You're and, and singing my it, song. Yeah. Yep, it's to, that's that's investing in the arts is uh, exposing uh, children to a high quality art and having to become a part of their uh, habits. And not only that, I mean, this is one of the things when we go into communities and and have these photo workshops, it's not just about learning to make a great photograph. It's also to learn about critical thinking, like what makes that a good photograph mm-hmm. and working together as a team. And there's all these other like building things for children and um, our outreach things then uh, end up being at an exhibit at the museum and they bring their friends and they bring their family and it's a very empowering thing Mm -hmm. to be a a child, especially a child who might not have a stable background or whatever, to see their photograph that they took, the one that they, (laughs) out of all the ones they took that got chosen to be put on the wall is a very empowering thing for a child. And they realize they they can create art. They can create art. And and then everybody's like, like, wow, you did that? That's really awesome. Mm -hmm. People feel something. Uh, Well, Robin and uh, Wendy, thanks for being with us today. Appreciate it very much. Thanks, uh, John, for stepping in and running the board. Thanks, uh, Leslie here for doing the Facebook Live. (laughs) Hey. And and tell us again how people can find out about uh, events coming up at the museum. Yeah, best way is on our website, fmopa.org. And you can follow them on Facebook. On Facebook. And and they're on Twitter. Yes, and phone number is 813-221-2222. All right. Um, up next is um, more news, and then um, followed it's, by Harrison Nash. Uh, one o'clock. It's the one music. Uh, what are we? It's the music Tuesday. It's the music at Tuesday. one o'clock. Uh, this is WMNF Tampa.